1: Today's Best Moments comes from September 25th, 2012. Dan Kugel stopped by. Dan is from Pitbull's Up and Smoke Barbecue, talking a little bit about food safety as well as his pork program in general. Second segment today, Chris Lilly, Big Bob Gibson's, talking about the evolution of barbecue as well as pork selection. So, great show. Let's get to it. Here we go.
2: Go ahead and race over to the hotline and grab Pitmaster of uh, Pitbulls Up in Smoke. First time of the show, Danny Krugel joining me. Danny, how are you, buddy?
0: I'm doing fine, sir.
2: Thanks for joining me and uh, and taking the time tonight, Danny. And I, I guess before we get into the, the main portion of the interview and, and we're gonna be talking a little bit about food safety and cross contamination, all that stuff. You know, for the folks that maybe aren't as familiar with you, maybe a little bit about yourself, and then of course I got in this whole barbecue mess.
0: Well, you know, we've got uh, pit bulls up in smoke. we have been competing for, uh, what, two and a half years. Came out, you know, strong, and we've been doing well ever since we started. Uh,
2: Danny, what was the impetus to get you into competition? Did you have some friends that did it? Uh, Did you see that there was an event around you and you decided to to give it a whirl? Were you in, like, the restaurant business of barbecue and decided to jump in? Where's the, the spark for you?
0: Well, Greg, I was I was actually helping out a couple of buddies, and I never even heard of barbecue competitions or, and whatnot. And they asked me to come and cook a pork butt because I was a pretty good cook, you know, around the, uh, the neighborhood. And I said, okay. And we went down there, and I looked around, and they said, you know, these guys do this every weekend. And I was like, really? I mean, I found it hard to believe that actually, you know, these people got together and cooked every weekend like this in competition. So we cooked that night, and uh, it was one of those, you know, nights where – we stayed up all night drinking, and I dumped a little bit of this in there, and I put a little bit of that on there, and I put a little bit of this. I could never recreate what I did that night. <laughs> but, but, but at the end of the day, uh, I could really see the next morning and walk to the stage when my name got called for a uh, I I took first place book butt.
2: Book line, don't and sinker. I,
0: I don't know how I won that, but uh, I pulled it off. and <laughs> I was like, you know what? That wasn't, too, that wasn't so hard, so... That's where it started.
2: Danny Kugel joining me here on the show. Uh, Danny, the other thing that I'm always endlessly fascinated with is barbecue team names. Where does pit bulls up in smoke come from?
0: Well, pit bulls is um, actually not a pit bull as in a dog, but a bull as in bovine, you know, know, a a bull with horns and whatnot. So it was a pit bulls, and it was a couple of us guys there, so we were the pit bulls and... After going through and looking up our name uh, in KCBS, we saw there was another Pit Bulls. So I said, well, let's just call it Pit Bulls Up in Smoke. And uh, that's how the name stuck.
2: So you're third in pork right now, as we said, KCBS for that category. You know, it's probably one of the categories that has given a lot of top pitmasters fits this year with uh, inconsistency. Can you attribute your success to you know one or two things or three things? Can you give us a little insight on why you're being so successful at pork this year.
0: I was lucky enough to pick up uh, Chris Lilly's cookbook, and I read all about it where he cooks cooks his pork and and uh, started looking at his recipes and whatnot. Quite frankly, Chris Lilly's cookbook was the foundation of my. My success in all my categories, uh, Chris Lilly's cookbook is, is uh, I, mean, I think it should be, it's, you know, one of those things that all pit masters should get and um, and look at and, and um, really study. But anyway, I, got, I went through that and then I just started to keep it simple and um, spoke to Chris a little bit more in person about the way he cooks his pork. After all, he's, he's um, eight-time world champion in pork. And uh, so I figured I'd take whatever advice he gave me and combined it. And I'm going to be honest with you, you know, I just keep it very simple. And um, and that's that's the whole, I mean, to me, that's the secret. I mean, just treat it like pork and it's a delicate meat and um, don't overdo it. Don't over inject it. Don't over season it. Don't try to change its flavor um, by injecting it full of things that, are, that shouldn't be in there. Just. Let it be itself and uh, and and cook slow and and low and and it, it comes out perfect every time.
2: Danny Kugel joining me here on the show, pitmaster of Pitbulls Up in Smoke, uh, currently third in pork right now. Danny, have you started messing around at all, or have you ever uh, experimented with the you know this new age of pork that's starting to get a little bit more run now? The Berkshire, or the heritage style hogs, or you just take whatever's at the big box store?
0: Well, I've tried all of those, and in my, I, my for me. I found them to be too high of a quality pork for me to have a consistent product every time I cooked. Um, for me, either they fell apart or, if you know, if I cooked four of them to 185 degrees, they came out four different consistencies. None of them came out the same. Um, so I learned right away, you know, for me that uh those high-dollar um, forks and those those really good cuts of meat for me didn't come out consistently every time when I went one two three and this was my result that didn't happen so I just stuck with plain old IVP butts out of uh, Restaurant Depot and and I've had great success with them because they're pretty much uh, consistent every time the the meat the marbling and the and the, um, and the fat content.
2: Did you ever take part in a barbecue class, or you know, take under private lessons, or anything like that? When you were starting to come up to kind of to hone the craft at all, or did you not bother with any
3: of that?
0: Well, I I started out cooking by myself, um, learning things the hard way. Um, I did make a few friends along the way. Um, I was I was I was lucky enough to have made a friend in um, Bubba Latimore. Um, he we went out and cooked. I cooked together one time. Uh, it was an FBA. I didn't learn much. I, I learned. I mean, I knew how to cook. I mean, my pork and my whatnot. And and really, the way Bubba does his thing, I really, I can't. I tried it and it doesn't really work for me. But what I took away from him was how to compete, how to be organized, how to lay your stuff out, how to be prepared when you. For your next um step, you know when you get done with chicken, have everything laid out ready for your ribs, and then have everything laid out ready for your pork and and how to move smoothly and, and consistently and and be organized uh, that was something i didn 't know how to do and and he 's extremely efficient when he um when he competes in the way he does stuff and and I, I was I was lucky enough to have learned that from him and
2: you were going to be on the pork butt roundtable, uh, the last portion of those competition roundtables I did a couple of weeks ago. You came down with some food poisoning instead. What exactly happened to you?
0: Well, I'll tell you what happens. Everybody knows that meat has to be at a certain temperature. You know. That being said, we we let's let's move past that. What happens is this: I've got my sodas and my water and everything in a clean, sterile environment in in my cooler. A uh, buddy comes by and says, look, I want to store some stuff in your cooler because I don't have room in mine anymore. I said, no problem. He dumps his stuff in my cooler. I get something to drink out of there. I get sick. I get sick because he had meat, chicken, pork, something in that cooler that his drinks came out of. Um, and that's how that's how you get sick. Um, I've had fellas that came to cook with me, and I wasn't around when they showed up, so they took their— beverages and they put them in a, you know, the, the the guy next door's cooler. And when I showed up, they took the stuff out of their cooler and they put it in my cooler. And I mean, that's all it takes. And, uh, it's happened to me a few times and I've gotten pretty strict about what happens. And I keep, I've got a refrigerator in my, in my, uh, in my trailer and I keep all my beverages, my sodas, my water and whatnot in, in my, in my refrigerator. And Dirty cooler water will get you every time. I mean, you come down with salmonella, botulism, E. coli, and uh, they're not fun to get. And I've I've gotten the shakes. uh, I've come down with the shakes three times in the past two years, and it's expensive. And you you know you spend a a a good amount of time on uh, antibiotics because of it. To put in your request for a future show, please contact John Solberg via email at john j o n at thebbqcentralshow dot com.
2: Uh, Chris Lilly, <laughs> Big Bob Gibson's joining me here on the show. Uh, Chris, if I could ask you, and, and we kind of touched on it a little bit in regards to you know the bare bones Contest and, and some of the other events coming up, you know you've been in this game a long time, you've seen a lot. How how many or, or what are some of like the biggest changes that you have seen that you know maybe you used to do it when you were out competing when you first got out there, and now the present day where you're like man that's something I would never do now, or uh, that's something that we used to do that uh, we're we're not going to even bother with because it is going to tank our score. What are some of those biggest evolutions of barbecue that you've seen over the years?
3: Well, the biggest evolution uh, absolutely has to do with uh, probably pork shoulder. Um, When I first started cooking pork shoulder, it was basically injection, dry rub, put it on the pit, shut it up, forget about it. I would pull it off the bone, and I would serve it uh KCBS, I did not i did <laughs> did not sauce my pork whatsoever when I started Memphis in May I never put the ounce of toss on my pork um through the first six World championships at pork in Memphis and may. I never sauced my pork um always turned in sauce on the side um, but uh now. Memphis and May contest. I'll without a doubt put a sweet glaze on my pork before it comes off the pit. KCBS, I glaze my pork. Um, it seems everything is moving toward a sweet glaze. Um, I would not call my pork saucy by any means, and I still don't sauce my brisket, but uh, I guess the changes, the biggest changes in me is I'm having to adapt and put a lot more sauce on my meat than I used to. Hopefully, and I'm keeping my fingers crossed on this. Hopefully, one day it will turn back around and start getting away from sauce because to, I, I think we're losing a little bit. Um, everybody's going to the same sauce, uh, covering up a lot of the flavor of the of the meat. Um, so maybe one day it'll it, it, it'll revert back to how it once was. I hope.
2: It- Chris Lilly joining me here on the show, kind of talking a little bit about the. Evolution of barbecue, uh, Chris. Obviously, you're, you're well known for the pork shoulder. Uh, the ribs are obviously coming along very nicely as well. You know, when we refer back to the pork shoulder, it seems like, and I'm going to reference brisket here just for the moment, but I'll segue over to pork. You know, when uh, Myron Mixon was on uh, the first season of Pitmasters and started talking about wagyu beef and wagyu brisket, and all of a sudden, it seemed to really spark uh, quite a, a small fire within that community, and a lot of people are using it now. All of a sudden, you're starting to hear, um, caribou de pork. You're hearing, uh, Berkshire, the heritage hog. Is that something that you have messed around with at all in competition or just, you know, in general life, or do you just steer away from that?
3: For a long time, and actually both competition and, uh, you know, in the barbecue restaurant business, especially in, uh, you know, small town, um, you know, south, you, you really cannot bring in the, um, you know, the, I guess the heritage breed porks so or the specialty pork. You basic basically got the community pork to stay a price point. But uh, but I've been um actually testing um, you know, heritage breed pork and all kind of um pork that are raised different ways. I do a lot of work for the National Pork Board and a lot of things with them, so so I have a lot of access to pork that I wouldn't normally have. And uh I love it. Anytime you give me more choices i'm gonna be able to put a better product at uh, at my family's table and also the judges table and without a doubt i've been experienced uh experimenting with heritage reports for a while i mean um you know when i start talking about the, the perfect pig uh for me you know it's probably a uh i'm a big fan of uh, Duroc, uh front shoulder uh Mang- mangalisa ham um I like, uh, the belly meat from Berkshire. Um, you know, it's a, it's a lot of choices out there and you better believe, uh, it makes a difference. But when it comes to pork, I guess the two major factors are color and marbling. Uh, what color is the pork? Uh, is it a pale pink? Is it a reddish pink? Uh, which reddish pink, in my opinion, uh, is better it actually has a lot more moisture attention than a pale pink uh, and also marbling within the meat, uh, which is all, also another important factor. Chris
2: Lilly joining me here on the show,
3: and there you have
1: it from september twenty fifth two thousand and twelve Dan kugel, Chris Lilly. hey, head on over to the barbecue Central Show. Homepage at thebbqcentralshow.com dot com. Do me a favor: subscribe to the Barbecue Central Show via podcast. Never miss an episode of that show or this show again. While you're there, you can search the archives. If you got an idea for a show, get a hold of me at John J O N at thebbqcentralshow dot Happy to put it together for you. Might even know it's in the can. Thanks for checking out the best moments of the Barbecue Central Show in ten minutes or less. I am your host, John Solberg, and I will talk to you soon.